know what? She's our gift from God. And they raised their daughter. They made sacrifices. They found a way to pay for the things they needed to pay for. And when someone asked them one day, man, how, how do you do it? The mom said, you know, we think God gave her to us for a reason. But in the end of the day, he thinks we can handle this. So this is just our cross to bear. Or the story of a man. Uh, he's working hard to support his family. And, man, he works really hard. He works two jobs. He wants the best for his family. He's a, gr- he's a good father. He's a loving husband. But, man, things are hard. They just barely make ends meet. And, and sometimes they have to make some sacrifices. And usually the mom and the dad sacrifice for the sake of their kids because that's kind of how things work. But the, but the years and years and years of this financial burden, man, that, that just starts to weigh on people. And it starts to affect their marriage. And it starts to affect their relationship with their kids and their kids' relationship with, with their mom. And, and then one day, one of his friends, a well-meaning guy who, who meant well, says, you know, look, here's the thing. I know this is tough. I know you are going through a tough time. But the truth of the matter is, God wouldn't put you through this if you couldn't handle it. And he's promised he'll never let us go through something that we can't handle. So, you know, you need to rethink this. You need to think of this as your cross to bear. Those are three true stories of people I know uh, have known over the years. And all those families would tell you that their situation, their child, circumstances just your cross to bear and i know for and, and maybe there, there's a couple ways to look at this and maybe some of you think oh it sounds about right let me tell you something there's nothing right about that there's nothing right about that we have established and we've talked about this for a few weeks so let me say it up front god didn't create us to carry burdens not these kind of burdens God didn't create us to and, and, and die for us to weigh us down in this life. But there are burdens in this life. And these are real burdens. And they're real problems. And sometimes what happens is we start to think that following Jesus is about bearing a cross. And bearing a cross is a burden because that's what Jesus did for us. And so here's what can happen. And what can happen is this. We, we begin to associate following Jesus with this. That following Jesus is about a life of discomfort and joyless living. And let me ask you the question. Who wants that? Following Jesus is about a life that's going to be uncomfortable and there's going to be no joy. But for a lot of people, a lot of Christians, that's kind of what we begin to think, that bearing a cross, burden bearing, is just about discomfort. And sometimes we think of it this way, that cross bearing which is a word we're going to use a lot today. It's not the right word. We're going to use it a lot today. Cross-bearing is about willingly embracing a miserable existence until you get to heaven. You know, when Mother Teresa said uh, once that in the scheme of eternity um, that our night on earth would be like a bad night in a cheap motel, um, she, she didn't mean that we are to live a miserable life. A miserable existence. 
And so for a lot of people, it becomes this idea that, you know, bearing my cross is about just enduring something until I don't have to anymore. And what we miss is this, and this is what happens. Cross-bearing becomes about enduring something, not living life to its fullest. In other words, the, the burden of following Jesus becomes about enduring stuff, not about living for him. And here's the question. Anybody want to sign up for that? If, if, if when you got married, the preacher said, and I've done a lot of weddings, I have never, ever said anything like this. So imagine the preacher saying, all right, as, as part of their vows, here's what's going to happen. You guys are going to probably live together for 30, 40, 50 years, and it's going to be tough. And you're going to be miserable. And you're not going to like each other. And it's going to be awful. But just hang in there, because after 30 years, it'll be all good. Most people are walking out of the church then. Nobody wants that. No one's signing up for that. And so we've convinced ourselves of this idea of cross-bearing, which is kind of a twisted thing of what the Bible actually says. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Cross-bearing is about enduring something. And so imagine you, have, you are frustrated because you feel like, man, I am enduring, enduring, and enduring. And it doesn't seem like Jesus is doing his part. And so Jesus calls you on the phone and says, hey, come meet me for dinner, right? And you're walking across the, the parking lot, and this is what you're thinking. Instead of you being worried about Jesus and what he's thinking about you, you're all about, you're ready to tell Jesus what you think of him. You're ready to tell Jesus what you think, you know, I didn't sign up for this, Lord, and you just prepare the speech in your head because you're going to sit down and go, look, here's the deal. I didn't sign up to be miserable. I didn't sign up for pain. And somewhere along the way, the Bible says that, uh, that, that following you is about enduring bad stuff all the time. I didn't sign up for that. So here's the deal. This ain't working out for me and you anymore. So I'm going my separate ways. You can do what you want to do. So instead of being worried that Jesus is going to break up with us, we decide to break up with Jesus. Because who wants a miserable life? Now, is there pain in life? Absolutely. Is there discomfort in life? Absolutely. Are there miserable times in life? Absolutely. Jesus did not die on the cross for us to be miserable all the time. Jesus didn't die on the cross so that we could never experience joy in our lives. So imagine you storm across the parking lot, you're ready, you sit down, you got your breakup you know, speech all prepared, and Jesus says, hey, hey, look, I know you got a lot to say to me. Let me talk first. Here's the thing. Now, I know what you're going through. I know things are hard. I know you're carrying some burdens around. And I, I keep trying to tell you this, but you weren't, you know, you weren't created to carry these burdens, but you just, you're carrying this stuff around. And I know what you think. You think your life would be better without me. You think your misery will go away without me. You think joy will come back into your life without me. That's, I know what, what you think. So before you say anything else, I want to talk to you about something, but I want you to hear this. So imagine Jesus saying this to you, that cross-bearing was never about picking things up. It was always about letting things go. Imagine Jesus saying to you that bearing a cross was never about you grabbing stuff up and carrying it around. It was about you letting stuff go. Because here's what I'm here to tell you. That's exactly what it is. It's not about 
carrying burdens around. It's about letting burdens go. And so Jesus says this, reveals this to us in Matthew chapter 16. Uh, this is verses 24 through 26. And he says this. Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Now that is the part where we always read and focus on this. We fixate on this part. So Jesus says, deny myself one, take up my cross two, three, follow me. We're going to rethink that in just a moment. And then he says this in verse 25. Whoever wants to save their lives will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. Then in verse 26, he says this. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for their soul? You see, we look at this whole, excuse me, this whole idea of, of cross-bearing. Jesus didn't say bear a cross. He said pick one up. He didn't say, hey, heap a lot of burdens on yourself. He said, here's the deal. So we need to rethink this. Deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. It's not three different things. It is They are all one continuous act. It's the same thing. So deny, pick, taking up your cross is not what you do after you deny yourself, and following Jesus is not what you do after you deny yourself and take up your cross. Take up your cross, you deny yourself, you follow me. It's all one thing. We need to rethink this whole idea of cross-bearing. Jesus simply says, here's the secret. Put me first and follow me. That's what he's saying. That, that's what he's talking about here. And so... I want you to understand what this idea of cross-bearing. Now, we're going to use the term cross-bearing through this message because cross-bearing is what a lot of us associate this with, okay? So just so you know going forward, we're just going to kind of use this term. So think of it this way. That cross-bearing is about letting go of things that keep you from following Jesus. That's what cross-bearing is about. That's what to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me is about letting go of things that keep you from following Jesus. That's what he's talking to the disciples about. You need to let go of stuff that's in the way of following me. That cross-bearing is about letting go of your old life and embracing a better life. That, that's what it is. So Jesus says, not only do I want you to, to let go of things that are in the way of me and you, but, but I want you to understand that I want you to take your old life and set it to the side because the life in me is better. I want to tell you this. Pain is real. I'd rather be in pain with Jesus than without Jesus. And if I could right now, if Jesus said, okay, I'm going to give you two choices. I can, I can promise you a pain-free, joyful existence, but I'm not going to be a part of it. Or I can promise you that whatever you go through, I'm with you. What would you take? I'd say bring the pain if it means that Jesus. And if giving the pain up means Living without Jesus, I don't want that. If my problems go away without Jesus, I don't want that because the truth is I just create a whole different set of problems, bigger problems, more problems, worse problems. Cross-bearing is about what Jesus did for us. And here's what it is. Cross-bearing is about what Jesus did for us, not what we do for him. And so when we, when we kind of get this idea that we're supposed to bear a cross, no, Jesus bore a cross so we don't have to. Jesus bore the burdens of our 
mess so we don't have to. There are burdens in life, but not the kind of burdens we're talking about today. Not the kind of burdens that weigh you down, not the kind of burdens that put shackles on you. Because here's what you need to understand. The cross represents the greatest gift, the greatest act of love, the greatest sacrifice ever given to humanity. That's what the cross is. That's what cross-bearing was. Jesus bore a cross so we don't have to. The cross of Jesus is God's greatest gift, the greatest act of love, the greatest sacrifice we've ever seen. That's what it is. That's, that's what it's all about. And so consider this. The cross of Jesus paves the way to heaven. It paves the way to forgiveness. It paves the way to hope. It paves the way to grace. It paves the way to mercy. And it paves the way to peace. And peace is what a lot of us would like to have a little bit of, right? A little bit of peace. Cross-bearing is what he did for us. And in response to that, he says, here's what I want you to do. Deny yourself, take up a cross, and follow me. Not three things, one thing. Not three actions, not step one, step two, step three. It all encompasses the same step. When you tell your kids to clean their room, assuming that you still do, but when you tell your kids to clean their room, you don't got, it's not like, well, make your bed, it's one part. Well, all right, now putting your clothes away, that's one part. Sleeping, vacuuming, that's one part. Now, if y'all operate that way, we need to talk, all right? Um, cleaning your room is a sweeping event. And for a child, it's traumatic. Unless you're my daughter who likes doing stuff like that for some reason. All right? But everyone, for most kids, it's traumatic. Cleaning your room is a burden. No kid wants to clean their room, but parents want their rooms to be clean. And it's not about this, this, this. It's the overarching thing. So we have to understand it in the same way. When Jesus says, deny yourself, take, take up a cross, and follow me, it's all the same thing. It's all the same thing. Think of it this way. The cross stands for victory and freedom, a lifetime of suffering and joyless living. Jesus did not die so you would never experience joy. Jesus did not go to the cross so you could be a prisoner. Burdens imprison us. Cross frees us. And the truth is, we've been talking about this for weeks, and none of us are equipped to bear these burdens. You know, we, we've convinced ourselves that life is about carrying stuff around because, you know, we live in a culture where we're always picking stuff up. We live in a culture where the busier you are, the better you are, the more you got going on, the, you know, the better person you are. And we tend to look at people who lighten their load as being lazy. Let me, let me, so let me just challenge you. There's a lot to do in life, and there's a lot of hats to be picked up, and we need to pick them all up and do what we're supposed to do. But, follow, but lightening your load is not about being lazy. It's about being right with God. Lighten your load is about taking your burdens and giving them to him. That's what it's about. That's what it's all about. So I want to read this again. This is uh, Matthew 16, 24. But this is the message. And the message is not a translation. It's just, a, you know, it's just an interpretation. And, and so you can't read it as a translation, but, you can, but it helps us kind of see things sometimes. So look at Matthew 16, 24 this way. Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with, with me has to let me lead, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. In other words, it says this, to deny yourself, 
take up your cross and follow me is about sliding over from the driver's seat to the passenger seat and let me drive the car. And it's about you turning off your navigation system and let me lead the way. It's about me taking you where you're supposed to go, not you taking me where you want to go. The, the Greek word here is this really long word. It's called a paranami. And basically the word deny in Greek means to lose sight of oneself. That's what it means, to lose sight of oneself. It's only used a few times in the Bible, and every time it's used in the Bible, in the New Testament particularly, it is reserved for the most strongest, most conclusive denial. And so when Jesus says deny yourself, that is not to be taken lightly. Because part of denying yourself is taking up your cross, and when you take up your cross, you follow Jesus. You get in line, and you go where he goes, when you, and you follow where he leads even when it makes absolutely no sense. Think of it this way. To deny oneself is to live without a single thread of self-centered thought devoted exclusively to Jesus and his work. So this whole idea of cross-bearing is not about, you know, throwing stuff on ourselves. It's not about loading our stuff up. It's about lighting our load so we can follow Jesus. It's about putting him first. When you put him first, here's what you figure out. He died, so I don't have to carry junk around. A lot of well-meaning Christians have convinced themselves that being a follower of Jesus is about being miserable. Now, are you going to be miserable sometimes? Yep. Things going to be tough sometimes? Yep. Parents get sick. Kids get sick. Bad things happen. Um... People lose their jobs, economy crashes, economies rebuild, they crash again. That's kind of how it works. A lot of horrible things happen around us. Doesn't mean Jesus is absent. If you're a Christian, it's the assurance that in the tough times, he's present because we know in the good times he is, right? So here's what it is, this idea of cross-bearing. Think this. It's about forfeiting your independence. It's about setting aside your rights and your privileges. It's about pushing your agenda, whatever it is, to the side. It's about pledging your life to the King of Kings. Deny yourself, take up a cross, follow me, pledge yourself to me. What he asked his disciples to do is the same thing he asked his disciples to do today. So a little bit of Bible 101 real quick for you. Um, a Christian is not someone who grows to be a disciple. A Christian is a disciple. If you're a Christian, you're a disciple. If you're a disciple, you're a Christian. They fit hand in hand. They go together. So when Jesus talks to the disciples in the Bible, he's talking to the disciples today. So he says, if you want to deny yourself, take up a cross, and follow me, you will pledge yourself to me. And it means this. It means that when we experience suffering, because we will, we do so with the assurance of the presence of God and the unparalleled peace that comes with his presence. Sometimes the peace of God can get you through a whole, whole lot. Just knowing that he's with you helps you endure something you have to endure, a, a problem you have to endure. There's nothing worse than when someone comes to me and they're going through a really hard time and they say, I have nobody. And I just want to introduce them to the somebody who wants to be there for them. 
And I can't tell you how many times I've had people talk to me about enduring something and say, the only way I was able to get through this is because I knew Jesus was walking with me every step of the way. Following Jesus is not about a life free of problems. It's not about a life where everything always works out. It's about a life of whatever happens, I will follow him anywhere. Paul says it this way in Philippians chapter 3. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I'll experience the resurrection from the dead. So let me tell you what Paul's not saying. Paul's not saying, hey, bring the pain on because I like pain. Bring on problems. I like problems. Bring on the suffering. I like suffering. Look, I know people are running away from pain. Man, I'll take your pain. I'll take it. It's not what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. If I had to experience suffering to follow Jesus, I'm good. And if I had to experience some pain to follow Jesus, I'm good. If I had to give up something important to me that's in the way of following Jesus, I will lay it to the side. That's what he's talking about here. I will do whatever it takes to follow Jesus. I will give up whatever I have to to follow Jesus. That's what Paul's saying. He's not saying bring on the bad stuff. He's saying I'm with you in the good and in the bad. That's what it means to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me, to pledge your allegiance to Jesus, no matter what happens in this life. Folks, it's really simple. The cross changed the course of human history, and the cross of Jesus can change your life. That's a fact. Talk about this happened in history, and it changed human history. That happened, in hi- and it changed human history. This is, and we always talk about that. Historians are always talking about the things that changed, you know, how the Industrial Revolution country let me tell you the three things that changed human history so far it's real simple there's only three things that changed human history jesus was born jesus died on a cross and he rose from the dead that's it those three things those three events have changed the course of human history and there's one still to come and that's when he comes back but until then I'm good with Jesus came into the world, Jesus died for me, and Jesus rose for me. I'm good. Change the course of human history can change the course of your life. Denying yourself, taking up a cross and following me is about embracing joy, not sorrow. Hope, not hopelessness. And despite whatever we face in this life, knowing that we can endure, not because God made us tough, but because he is strong, where we are weak. So when Paul says, I can do all things, when Paul talks about, you know, you won't go through anything, endure anything, that, you know, this whole idea that, well, I've got to bear a cross, so God, you know, here's what it means. You can endure anything with Jesus. That's what it means. Without Jesus, man, that's tough. And a lot of us know people who are trying to endure stuff without Jesus. With him, man, we can endure anything without him, man, that gets tough. So there you are, sitting at the restaurant, and, and, and you have you have spent years thinking following Jesus was about enduring pain and misery, being unhappy, giving up stuff. And you forgot about the joy that comes when you lay his burdens, your burdens on him. You convince yourself that that the Bible says I'm supposed to bear a cross, but the truth is the Bible says I'm supposed to just pick one up. And I pick it up, I deny him, and I deny him, I pick up the cross, and when I do that, I follow him. It's not three things, it's one thing. He just wants me to do one thing. 
pledge myself to him. That's, that's it. That's all he's asking of me. But you were ready to break up with Jesus. But now all you want is to know how can I make things better? What do I need to do? So Jesus says, well, here's, here's where it starts. So imagine hearing these words. Come to me, all of you who are weary, carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. In other words, Jesus is saying this. You don't have to carry these burdens around. You're not equipped to do it. You're not, you weren't created to do it. They will crush you, but you know what? I'll handle them for you. You want to experience peace? Give me your burdens. You want to experience joy? Give me your burdens. You want to know what hope is? Give me your burdens. If you're tired of being crushed by the, the existence that you think that I'm supposed to be miserable to I follow you, then embrace joy and follow me. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be with me. Jesus is inviting us to be with him. That's where denying yourself starts. Thankful, Lord, for um, the cross. The cross changed our lives. It changed human history. It changed everything for us. It made everything better in this life. You came. You suffered. You died. You rose. Your arrival changed the course of human history. Your sacrifice changed the course of human history. Your resurrection changed the course of human history. You've never asked us to pick up a burden. You've only asked us to allow you to lead. And sometimes that path leads to some really tough places, some hard decisions, some difficult tasks, some circumstances that we have to endure, but we endure them not because we think that's what we have to do to follow you, we do them because we are following you as you endure them with us. So, Lord, I pray if there's someone here today who thinks that following you is a miserable existence, that today they will find them their way back to you. If there's someone in, at this, in our church family or someone in our community who just, they refuse to follow you because they think it's just going to lead to misery and pain. Pray that you'll put someone in their path to reveal to them how much you love them and how much you care for them. This is our prayer, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand with us now? We're going to have a time of decision. Uh, if you need to take your next step of faith, we'd love to talk to you about that as we sing. God sent His Son
I got to be honest with you. Oh, I was the one that picked on him about his shirt this morning. And I really had a negative opinion of Brad. But then he played a Bill and Gloria Gaither tune. What? That happened? All right. I'm kidding. We really enjoyed having you, Brad. Thank you. So uh, as I was listening to Jay's sermon, uh, I was just thinking about this song the whole time. It's one that Jason Crabb sings. It's called Through the Fire. And it talks about how he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and that the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting, but he said help would always come in time. The help that Jay spoke of this morning is the help that we come to celebrate uh, each and every Lord's Day as we come around the table and as we celebrate communion with Jesus because that help was in the person of Jesus Christ coming to die on the cross for all of our sins. And as Jay mentioned, you know, the thing about it is, is no matter how hard it gets, no matter how tough it gets, uh, we always have Jesus to turn to. And it's only because he was willing to come. Uh, you know, nobody took him without him saying it was okay. And he said it was okay. And he said it was okay because of all of us, because of everyone that's here, because of everyone that's not here. He said it was okay. It was worth dying on a cross to save us from an eternity in hell. It was worth dying on a cross so that we could have an eternity with the Father. It was worth dying on the cross so that we could be with the Father. So as our men will come this morning, I'd just like everybody to ponder on that thought. Just think about that and how it affects your life. That God would send his very son to die on a cross for our sins so that that help that we all need will always come in time. Our men will come.
us pray. Father, we're so thankful this morning that you, that you love us enough to take our burdens away from us. And Father, that you loved us enough to send your son that while we were yet still sinners, that he would die on the cross for our sins. We're so thankful this morning that you give us an opportunity to come into your house each and every Lord's Day just to praise and to worship your name. Worship the name above all names, the name that, that came to save us all. 